This is the North Carolina Fusion Podcast. Brought to you by Atrium Health, Wake Forest Baptist. Welcome to the North Carolina Fusion Podcast, brought to you by Atrium Health, Wake Forest Baptist. Today, I'll be interviewing Michaela Amidon from Beyond Sports. Beyond Sports is a local nonprofit providing access to sports to kids in the schools and using it as a vehicle to impact kids' lives in a positive way. Michael will share some of their impactful experiences and also talk about how Beyond Sports will be partnering with NC Fusion in the coming months. Here's our interview with Michael of Beyond Sports. All right, Michael, welcome to the North Carolina Fusion podcast. Uh, let's get started and, and really learn a little bit more about you and um, then we'll dive into Beyond Sports. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your and your background. Awesome. So I... Uh... I've been in Greensboro for about 20 years. I grew up in Massachusetts, came down to play soccer at Elon and um, never left. So um, I spent many years coaching soccer, um, both on the college level, the club level and the rec level. Um, My co-founder, Mike Kennedy, also um, was a youth coach, um, both with the club and also youth football. And... um, uh, we both currently work at Prolific Park and have been dreaming about and talking about what beyond sports and our experiences in youth sports and um, ways that we could make an impact. So awesome. that's where we came from. So tell me about like how did this beyond sports start? And what it, what is it? If I was to tell somebody exactly what it is, tell us what is it? Um, beyond Sports is an organization that works with Title One elementary and middle schools, and we introduce and provide uh, experiences, opportunities to play and resources um, and equipment to those schools. Um, We run clinics, we run field trips, we run uh, field days, and we run opportunities at the middle school to support um, middle school team athletics. And you've um, said before, what we've chatted that um, you're really focused on a certain age group. Talk to us about uh, what ages and, and why might you be focused on that? Yeah, so um, the opportunities to really engage a child are peaked around third grade and they become a student that they're going to be um, at, in those elementary school ages. Um, and so our mission is to really engage those kids at a younger age to exp- expose them to different sports and opportunities um, so that when they get to middle school and high school, they're um, more engaged in school and more engaged in participating in after school programs. Um, the average uh, student or youth athlete is dropping out of middle school or dropping out of sports at age 12 right now at a 75% of youth drop out of um, sports at that age. So really our hope is that if we can engage them at a younger age, that they'll stick with um, middle school and high school sports longer. And talk about these uh, Title I school students' access to sports right now. So before Beyond Sports, what what opportunities do these kids have to uh, be engaged with sports? So the interesting part is one, um, Title I schools means that 75% of the kids on in that school are on free and reduced lunch or um, living below poverty level. So when you really look at what those kids are experiencing, they're um, struggling with probably food insecurity, there's transportation issues, there's financial issues. Um, They really are not getting exposed to a lot of different opportunities. Um, You really see that happen when they get to middle school and it's the first opportunity for those kids to participate in a sport. 
And um, you can tell that kids are athletic. You can tell that kids engage and they love sports. And you can see that they are excited to be out there, but they've never participated in an organized sports team. So they may not know the X's and O's to the game. They just may be athletic. Um, And so really what you see is like there's there's this gap where kids that are um, in non-Title I schools have been playing on rec teams and um, trying different sports and their parents are able to get them to places to play um, different sports. And so it it becomes very much a a gap that is noticeable once they get to middle school Um, and you go play a school that is non-Title I where kids have been paying to play for many years, um, and those kids already know the, the game. Um, and you go to a Title I school, and those kids, this is their first time playing a sport. This is their first time. They don't have the gear. They don't have, you know, for soccer example, they don't have the shin guards and cleats. You see them in sneakers. Their school doesn't have the resources to get them matching uniforms or matching socks. And so they look like a hodgepodge team. They've never gotten real major coaching before. And so that gap is just even more evident when you look at where kids from Title I schools come from versus non-Title I schools. And, and I guess talk to us about, you guys are using sport as a platform. So talk to us about why sports? And yeah. What's the uh, value of this to those, those kids or any kid for that matter? Yeah. So, um, for, you know, the ball is the vehicle to connect with a child and to get them to dream. And whether it's soccer, football, um, rowing, it's an opportunity for them to engage in a community and a support group um, and a family. And so um, Mike and I both really feel like sports was such a factor in our development of who we are as a person. And it teaches so many great life skills. Um, And so really it's such a great opportunity to engage kids in different sports and teach them some of those life skills and help them dream, help them really think about like what they can do um, if they put in hard work. And so when you think about sports and you think about, you know, you have all these challenges and you overcome them, whether it's learning a skill or having to improve, you know, how do you take that to the classroom? How do you take that to your life and look at obstacles in front of you as opportunities to, um, to, to change or to pivot and think about things different as an offer, you know, this obstacle becomes an opportunity now. Um, so really taking that, what you learn on the sports field and put it into the classroom. And how intentional are you guys with your programming? So when you go to a school and you're working with a group of of students, athletes, um, and you want them to learn these lessons, how, how much of it is done just inherently because of participating in sport and how much of it is um, more direct with you or Mike or someone else talking to them about life skills or about intentionality or whatever it might be. I think it's a combination. So it's, um, we have, a, let's say it's basketball clinic and all the kids, you ask them, how many of you play basketball? And you may have five out of the 15 kids who play basketball. 
you know, you ask them, how many of you play on a sports league? You may only have one kid who plays on a league. The rest of them just play in their yard. How many of you want to be a basketball player when you grow up? You have five hands that go back up, right? But what does it take to be an athlete? What does it take to get to be a LeBron James? He didn't just go out and play in his yard and become the athlete that he is. He put in a lot of practice. Um, and so when we're out there, we're reminding kids that it takes hard work and it takes practice and it takes the intentionality of, um, you know, trying something new, trying something that makes you uncomfortable and seeing if um, you can overcome those challenges. The other piece that's really intentional for us is we partner with A&T um, and their student athletes come out and they um, volunteer at all of our clinics. And at the end of each clinic, we spend about five minutes allowing the athletes to speak to the kids um, and have them introduce themselves, where they came from, what sport they play, what their major is. Um, and I think that's the biggest impactful piece because it really reminds the students that it takes hard work in the classroom as well as on the playing field to get to that next level. So if that's something that you want to be, if you aspire to be a LeBron James, then it takes intention of putting out goals, um, creating dreams. That's great that you guys do that because it was certainly having a someone to look to go, they look like me or they, um, I could be like them or and put, making that a reality, I think super important in many of, it seems like, Many kids just don't have great role models in these spaces, which is, uh, that's awesome that you guys are doing those type of partnerships. What um, sports have you introduced to kids? I heard you say rowing earlier, like where in the world do you row? And, yeah. Um, and what, um, just what other sports have they been exposed to that, and, and ones that you were, you've said, you've watched a group of kids and you just can't believe that they've just um, become so engaged with that sport. Yeah, I mean, so the, a lot of the sports kids have seen before, right? Like they know what football is, they've seen basketball, they've seen soccer, but the ones that are fascinating to me and I think the most engaging are the ones that they've never experienced before. So field hockey, we ask the kids like, what, what sport is this or what sport are we gonna do today? And they're, you know, like trying to think of what was that sport called? And they called it land hockey. And we're like, that's so perfect, right? Like it's not ice hockey, but it had something to do sure. with um, but that was really fascinating to see kids like they've never experienced this before. They don't they've never seen it on TV. They don't have any preconceived notion about, it, you know, it being a boy sport or a girl sport. Um, it was just fun to try something new. Um, that one's really cool. Uh, rowing is amazing because there is a huge rowing community here in Greensboro. Um, there are multiple lakes here that they do rowing at and um, they were able to bring out ergs to the school so we had about 20 ergs out there so every student had their own boat to row in and um, they were able to see how hard they were able to pull it how fast they were able to pull it um, and on top of that they were able to see how far they'd gone so after the 20 minutes that they'd been on that, a lot of the kids had reached a mile or a mile and a half and it blew their mind that sure. they just completed a whole mile right. um, while they were having fun and laughing. So that's really cool to just give these kids opportunities to try things that they've never experienced before. Um, the other piece is just being intentional about, okay, when you get to middle school, 
you can try wrestling, volleyball, basketball, um, soccer, football. So there's all these opportunities that they can try when they get to middle school. So let's introduce these kids at a younger age, give them some skills, give them some confidence that when they get to middle school, maybe they're more likely to participate. Absolutely. That's excellent. And you've spoken a lot about um, Greensboro specifically and, and the work. Where where are you uh, running programs in Greensboro? Which schools uh, and, and kind of where um, where do you see things going this fall and even into the spring? Yeah, so we are um, working with Washington, Hunter, and Faust Elementary Schools. Um, we're at Swan Middle School. Um, this year we'll also be at Jackson Middle School. Um, and then we have another uh, pod in High Point, which is um, Wellburn Middle School, and then Oakview, Montlou, and Johnson Street Elementary Schools. Um, so we're trying to be really intentional about working with elementary schools that feed into the middle school um, and supporting those kids both through third grade all the way up through eighth grade. Um, so our hope is to continue to expand in those um, in the in Guilford County. Um, in the spring, we were, are also looking to expand into Forsyth County. This is what life is supposed to feel like. When you feel the excitement from the ball hitting the back of the net and hear the roar of the crowd. At Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist, we don't just treat part of you, we treat all of you so you can enjoy those winning moments that matter. Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist, the official healthcare and sports medicine partner of NC Fusion. Excellent. And what would you say are some of the, the biggest needs of Beyond Sports? You've talked about um, that you guys sometimes provide gear and uh, equipment and then clearly you and Mike are doing a lot of the on-field work. What would you say are your biggest needs? I think there's there's three things for us. One is volunteers um, coming out to the schools to just help be a, 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 a cheerleader. Um, you don't have to have experience with the sport if you're just um, wanting to help and and be a part of it. It's um, it's a great opportunity to see kids and um, and encourage them to participate. Um, so volunteering, uh, a lot of the middle schools and elementary schools, parent participation is really low in those schools. They don't have organized PTAs, they don't have organized booster clubs. And so when you have a middle school volleyball game, there's not someone taking concession or taking gate, there's not someone selling concessions, there's not someone running the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. Um, so being intentional about some of the opportunities that are there to get involved um, at those schools. Um, equipment is a huge need. Um, when you look at a lot of the elementary schools, um, they do school supply drives, right? Like there's the back to school and they're collecting all this equipment for the or supplies for the classroom, but you never really think about recess as an opportunity. and. Um, you know, when kids are in kindergarten through second grade, their main focus is that playground and they are all over the jungle gym and all that stuff. But as the kids get older, they really lose interest in that. And if they don't have equipment there, there's behavioral issues, there's lack of interest, there's a lot more drama that happens at recess for those kids. So providing um, sports equipment is um, huge for those schools to be able to give them a recess bag that has soccer ball, basketball, football, 
um, cones, pennies, the, all of those things that help create more opportunities for kids to play and less opportunities for behavioral and disagreements. If you have one ball and 25 kids, they're never gonna play a game. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So you said three things, but you started with volunteers, yeah. equipment, third? Is um, donating financially. Yeah. It's and just helping support so that we can continue to um, grow and provide services for more schools. Yeah. Excellent. Um, tell, I know you just talked about all the equipment needed, and I think you shared a story with me one time about how kids don't actually know even what to do with the equipment, like how to the rules of a game and, and things like that. So would you say that part of what you guys do is also equip the, the staffs of those schools to help teach kids to, you know, if, if there's four bases, they can play baseball or whatever it might be. How, how much do you guys do in educating the staff and then also just helping the kids understand like when you have these things, you can do this sport. Yeah, so we, um, we're we very intentional. So we have a six week clinic that we do at a, an elementary school. And during those six weeks, we expose them to lots of different um, sports each week. And at the end of those six weeks, we leave them a bag of equipment. And um, a, it'll also have a clipboard with different games that they could play. So. Let's say they did basketball one week and we showed them the game of knockout. So in this bag, there's now basketball and there's a cue card in there that has like, this is, a, this is how you play knockout. Um, soccer ball, same thing. Here's a soccer ball and here's cones. Um, here's some different games that you could play at recess. So really giving the kids the opportunity to not just experience what those games are, but then a reminder of Here's how you guys can work together and um, teach them some of those skills to playing games on their own. That's awesome. That's great. So I'd love to kind of kind of get to the heart of, of all of this, which really revolves around relationships and also um, really understanding and knowing how we can actually help and provide support. What would be, I guess, share with all of us maybe one or two stories that you would say have been most impactful to you, experiences that you've had with the, the kids that you you said, wow, um, either one, like where this is impactful, or two, oh my goodness, I did not realize the differences here and um, I'm shocked and others would need to know this. Yeah, um, elementary school, we did clinics over at Hunter Elementary School. We did a football clinic and you know, we always try and remind the kids, like, if you love a sport and you want to get engaged, we want to help you, um, you know, provide opportunities to go and play. And um, at Hunter, there was a little girl that was playing um, football with us. And what the teachers would say was that she never would participate. She'd watch the boys every day at recess and she never participated. And um after the clinic, she started playing with the boys at recess with playing football and just the smile on her face and her joy of being um, involved sure. now and just that confidence that it gives us um, a student. Um, another one, there was a little girl at Washington that um, loved field hockey. I mean, she just loved it and she kept asking about it. And so we were able to connect her with the local field hockey organization and get her out to some clinics and 
it's just really cool to see kids just find something that they love and want to continue to explore. And I really think when that passion comes from the student or the, the athlete, and then the parents have a more intentional reason to get them engaged. Absolutely. And just even, like you said, exposing them to these opportunities that they may not have an opportunity to even ever see, right? So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Let's um, change kind of not really gears for a second, but love to talk about how um, NC Fusion is partnering with with Beyond Sports and um, the strategic partnership that we're really have already started, but now really looking to uh, expand on. We'll talk to us about what um, what that partnership is uh, planned to look like and, and why is that important for Beyond Sports? I think for Beyond Sports, it's really important to have a, a partner that um, also engages in, in the importance of growing and um, providing service for youth sports. I think that um, we're very much aligned in our mission and values. Um, I think being able to share our story with all of your families and members about um, the impact that we can make as a community in um, making this experience great. And I think it, it definitely goes both ways. I think when you get a, a young athlete or an older athlete or a family out there and they get to experience and see what it's like at a Title I school, it's eye-opening for a lot of them. Just the, the, the very differences of the way that kids are experiencing sports. And I also really love like when athletes come back and they were it's a it's a reminder for them for why they loved the sport why they got involved and they kind of lose that in the grind of sports as you get older um and i think it's just such an impactful thing to remember how much fun sports are and how important it is so i think on a greater level it's really cool to get all of the fusion families involved um, both in knowing and being able to communicate, hey, we're going to give these cleats to someone else who then can we can share that love of the game with. Um, and uh, so I think that's really important piece of the partnership. You, you yourself are a fusion mom. Right? Yes, and, yes. Um, you've shared with me some of the uh, experiences that even your kids have had in volunteering and helping. Um, I guess share with the group, uh, I think you shared about the, um, the impact that it's had on your kids and what the, they've said leaving uh, those experiences. Tell, yeah. tell us about that. So this, um, this past Saturday, my son came with me out to Saturday soccer and um, he was sitting with me at the registration table and there was a couple of new kids that came and um, I was just getting their basic information, their first name, last name, birthday, and um, where they lived. And a lot of the kids that are at Saturday soccer are refugee families. And so when they um, come into this country, they're not necessarily aware of all of the customs of what we do in the United States and who we are in the United States. And so these kids, they, they didn't know their birth dates. They would just say June. And it was like this question of like, I don't, I don't have a birthday. They don't have birth certificates. They are, they're um, maybe they're not celebrated on an actual day that they were born. That's just not part of their culture. And so my son, who was 12, got in the car and was like, how do they not know 
what their birthday is. And so we had this great conversation about um, just cultural differences. And he was like, mom, can we bring a cake back next week and celebrate, you know, every kid there and their birthday and put their name on it. And it is, it's really, it's something that he would never have known that that's even something that kids in his school who are coming from, you know, refugee areas and stuff that they would, that that would be something that they would be challenging. Yes. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, I think, um, as we talk about who is this, who are these efforts impacting, you know, you just shared obviously for a long time about the impact on the kids that in the title one schools, but there's a huge opportunity here for us to link our, um, our current players that perhaps many of which are privileged and, um, and don't have, uh, or just have direct access to these opportunities to, for them to, I don't want to call it a reality check, but it's somewhat of a reality check and see that others don't experience that and, um, and they learn from that. And I bet, um, that doesn't just go for kids. I bet it goes for us as adults also, right. And understanding, um, the differences and the, um, and access in our communities to sports. So, um, it's so awesome what you and Mike, um, are doing, what your, your vision for, for beyond sports. I know for NC Fusion, we are uh, ecstatic about the opportunity to, to come together and, um, and really make an impact in our communities and the triad through sport. I, um, I've shared this before, but in our efforts to, um, to provide sport, we really, we focus on that word access, right? And we do it in two ways. One is that the programming that now we have a, a key partner in Beyond Sports and, and doing. And our second way is through our financial assistance program. And we, as a nonprofit, we award um, about $200,000 a year to kids uh, to allow them to participate in our programs. And we hope that we will have an opportunity to be introduced to children and that are in Beyond Sports programming that we are able to um, help with financial assistance to then give them opportunities to participate in our recreation and travel programs and all the different sports that we operate. So really excited about that. Um, I will make a quick plug um, that on, on September 30th, we have our Golf for Goals event at Greensboro National Golf Club. And um, we'd love for all of our families and members and supporters in the community to be a sponsor or get a uh, foursome together to play or make a donation. All of the proceeds of that will go towards our efforts, um, both in conjunction with our financial assistance program and our Beyond Sports programming. So um, please support that. Obviously, you've heard from Michael today, all the great opportunities to get involved, the three different ways of uh, donations uh, financially, um, donations of gear and equipment, as well as um, volunteering to get involved in those I know that those opportunities are sent out to the membership um, weekly, bi-weekly almost through um, through our weekly updates. So please keep your eye out for that. So Michael, anything else you want to uh, say before we, we close things up? Yeah, this is great. I enjoyed this conversation and excited to have Fusion involved in supporting our programs in awesome. the, the future. Excellent. Well, thank you really uh, so much for being on the podcast today. And we're looking forward to this impact that we're going to have in, in the triad community.
through sport in the years to come. So thank you. Thank you for listening to the North Carolina Fusion Podcast, sponsored by Atrium Health, Wake Forest Baptist. It would mean a lot to us if you would subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform and share with others. You can also engage with us on the social media platforms of Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast, and we hope that it helps to forward our mission to create intentional experiences through sport to positively impact people for life. Go Fusion.